Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Mike Gandolfo, soon to be joined by the lovely Ashley Miller. You got to turn me on. There we go. The 12-0 and Ashley Miller. 12-0 and is what that girl went last week in her NFL picks. Actually, what's the Miller? The Ashley Miller system went 12-0. and Which she should get credit for creating. She did. I can't wait to hear what the system is. Do you think she's going to tell? I'd put money on it. She won't tell us. <sighs> I don't know. When the season's over, you don't think she'll tell us? She's in the driver's seat. She's going to carry that into next year. Why would she share her, her secret? She, it's obviously working. It is working. Yeah. She should sell it. Brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. Call 502-587-0041 to reach Brandon, the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Got any questions regarding medical malpractice, you got a car accident, anything regarding personal injury attorney law, Brandon J. Lawrence, he's your man. He'll answer your questions, 502-587-0041 for a free consultation. And just call him with random sports questions, too. Call him, yeah. yeah you know, just, he wants to chat. Exactly. He just, you know, like him on Twitter. You know, get out there. And, At and big interact. time. Yeah, interact with my man, Brandon J. Lawrence, who will be in studio next Sunday. Next Sunday. Yes. With me and Ashley, as Kelly is doing a weekend binger. <laughs> exactly. I can't wait. <laughs> so, you, what, plenty to talk about this morning. I want to get something out there first. Okay. I've got this job, I work life balance, where I work all week, a lot of hours. You do too. Yes. And we get to come in here and we get to. Regular sports guys, just regular fans, really. We are. Yeah. And same goes for Ashley. She's just as busy as you or I. Absolutely. And we are busier. She's probably. on album covers, rap covers. She's know. running for office. She's a whatever <laughs> uh, nurse practitioner. Yep. Probably going to be a doctor soon. Um, so we get to come in here and we get to discuss sports, and it's a great outlet. I love it. Absolutely. It is my two hours to escape from the world every week. Yes. What we don't get to keep up on and what... I'm missing out on as I age. I'm 31 now. I'm feeling like I'm getting up there in age. I don't mind. Is I don't get to keep up on the lingo of kids these days. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know exactly what you're uh, talking about. I mean, for sizzle. Exactly. <laughs> so you nailed it there. There's all sorts of jargon floating around. When I run into some young people and I try, you know, I want to stay hip. I want to talk to them. I'm hip. <laughs> and they say something and I just walk away scratching my head. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I want to encourage our listeners. Call in, Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzzline, 502-384-1450. If you have any lesson you want to teach Kelly Patrick, well, we, we need one, one nominee each week. Possibly we garner some kind of correspondent, someone who's going to teach me a term each week. Yeah. Or when they can call in. I think it should be the truth. The truth, maybe. Anybody yeah. who wants to get involved, I'd like to hear uh, nominees. And uh, I'll take it a step further, Mike. I'll try to incorporate that jargon into my everyday conversation. There you go. I'll try to be hip on the airwaves. You just said that in like the squeakiest white man voice of all time. I've pictured like a Dave Chappelle skit, like making fun of you trying to be this hip, like white old white guy. So it was it was fantastic. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm ready <laughs> to be up with the times. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line five zero two three eight four. 1450. For example, what do you think was said to Brandon Ratcliffe to start that fight yesterday? Because don't tell me that Kentucky started that fight yesterday. Brandon Ratcliffe is the one who threw the first push, and I don't want to hear anything else about Kentucky being dirty. Both both teams are running their mouth. Sure. And by the way, I loved it. And so I don't <laughs> want to hear people say that they shouldn't have and all that stuff because the rivalry needed 
what happened yesterday all the way throughout the game from what happened before the game. That got covered on game day. They broke game day and showed live these guys on the Cardinal Bird. We needed exactly what happened. We, you got the all sorts of recognition. recognition. It's on rivalry weekend, and we got the recognition we wanted. Probably the best game of the weekend. I mean, very well could have been the best game of the weekend. And uh, it just an unbelievable ball game for Kentucky to come out the way they did with the emotion and the passion they did. And uh, I got you know, and for Kyle Boland, I mean, the Kyle Boland story alone is just freaking amazing. The third string quarterback to come in and finally get a shot from Lexington, Kentucky, and he comes down and he looks. I mean, he looks like he should have been playing quarterback all year long. God, he looks like he was sent from above. It was unreal. I mean, and let's not write this kid off. He was a pretty highly touted. Oh, according recruit. to some some uh, rating services, a five star. Well, I thought four star. A four star, four, but, star. but, but yeah. it, it, there's so many different services out there these days. Absolutely. I didn't expect the participation this early on in the show. Is someone here to teach you some language? It appears we've got someone on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty to teach me how to stay up with the kids. I want to call it what the kids are saying. We have on the line with us Sherelle. How you doing this morning, Sherelle? Hey, I'm doing all right. Great. We appreciate you calling in. You said that you have something to teach Kelly Patrick. I said in the opening segment, I work all week. I get to stay up with sports, and I don't have enough time right now to keep up with what the kids are saying. What can you teach me this morning, Sherelle? Okay. Well, uh, something that I can teach you today is... Uh, the, today the kids are saying, uh, stop throwing shade on me. You know, you, you're throwing shade on me. Don't do that. And what that means is uh, when you throw shade on somebody, uh, you, you're really hating on them. So, for example, um, if somebody gets a new pair of Jordans or pulls up in a new car um, um, and you say, hey, I just got a new Kia, they say, hey, but you don't have the push start, Kia. You know, they're hating on you. You just got a new car, and, and they're worried about if you have the push start or not. So they're throwing shade on you, you know. And then sometimes they say, hey, you're throwing palm trees on me. You, you're throwing shade on me. You're throwing shade on my life. All right, I like that, throwing shade on me. I, we can definitely use that today. So the, the example you gave, Sherelle, of somebody – just bought a new car. I come in and I go, well, look, I got a new car too. And it's a Kia. And someone says, oh, that's not a like, cool car. For example. Not a cool car. You may say, hey, man, back off. Don't be throwing shade on me. At midfield, one of the Kentucky yeah, players told. Exactly. One of the Kentucky exactly. players told Brandon Radcliffe that they have a higher GPA than Brandon Radcliffe. And, <laughs> and that's- Brandon Radcliffe said, don't be throwing shade <laughs> on me. And then they start pushing and that's what happened. Yeah, just stop throwing, sh- yeah, stop throwing shade on me, man. I got a new car. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So stop throwing. It's not like you're actually throwing something on someone. But you you're are. Hating no, you're no, hating on them. No. You're a hater. Yeah, the, the, word, the, word, the words are throwing shade on your light, man. Just let me shine. Okay. Sherelle, maybe you'll turn into our, our uh, correspondent. Uh, by the way, when's the last time? We're keeping time? Kelly in the loop for these type of things. We need it. We what? need that uh, inject injection, a shot in the arm of hip jargon into the weekend sports bus. I appreciate the call, Sherelle. Thank you very much. And when's the last time we had a female caller? All right, thank you. All right, have a good All right, rest of your week. I use it. I will. I'll use it throughout the Don't show. Listen, to use it. I won't forget. Thank you, Sherelle. All right, All right bye-bye. All when's, right. The, when's the last time we had a female caller? God, I don't know. That's awesome. We have before. Yes, rare, but you know, it happens. I love it. No question about it. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. We got Frank on the line with us. I think Frank wants to talk about the game yesterday. How are you doing this morning, Frank? Frank, you there? 
One oh. moment. Frank will be here. We'll get him. Okay, because I don't want to lose Frank. I love I love my man Frank. All right. So you, to go back, I was as a Kentucky fan. Obviously, you know you're disappointed because you didn't win. But you know the big thing for me is I want to see him compete, and that's exactly what I wanted. They they competed uh, even after they got down. I was afraid that Kentucky was going to kind of disappear, and uh, but they kept on fighting back. And I, you know, back and forth the entire time. I can't believe that the offense could play that bad for Kentucky, and then they still score forty points. But those two defensive touchdowns were huge. So. Kentucky got everything they needed to win that game. They got the the turnovers they needed, the defensive scores. They just needed some more offensive execution. We did lose Frank, so Frank, if you're listening, please call back. We're going to head to the buzz line now. we got Brian the Insider on the line. How are you doing this morning, Brian? Doing great, guys. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Colin, talk about that great game. Mike, hats off to your cats. They, uh, they clearly came out more inspired, uh, fired up. The defense was very impressive. Uh, you know, I've watched all the Cats games this year, and it really makes you wonder. My wife said during the game, where was this Cats during Tennessee, the Tennessee game? So, I mean, uh, very, very good effort. Uh, I will throw some shade on you a little bit, though, Mike. Uh, and my boy Brandon Radcliffe was just protecting his turf. I mean, just like Joey Galloway said, the Cats clearly crossed the 50-yard line. Uh, that's a no-no in, uh, in, in football. I mean, you stay on your side of the 50, that's uh, – I don't think you can blame Brad, Brandon Radcliffe for saying, hey, guys, this is our side of the field. Get off our bird. Uh, but uh, hats off to the Cats. It was a great effort. It does make me wonder, uh, you know, a little bit about the quarterback for the Kentucky. That was uh, just as – I can't imagine there might not have been a second or third string quarterback for Kentucky that would have uh, played better than Towles played yesterday, Tolls played yesterday. Um, you know, if, if, if Bonifant had not got hurt, he was playing horrible, just about as bad as Tolles was playing. Well, maybe uh, I would say worse. It, been, it required an injury to get to Bolden on the field. Makes you wonder what kind of game it would have been if Kentucky could have went to one of their backups. Uh, and, and unfortunately, they've gone to Reese Phillips before in that Tennessee game, and he looked really didn't really look up to task. But Tolles, for sure, I, I don't know exactly what happened. He just seems like he was his accuracy was off big time. And he got rushed a couple times, but I didn't think he got rushed in a way that really should have. Uh, have affected his accuracy the way it did, and luckily, uh, Boom Williams is really to me the guy, the hero for Kentucky's offense because he stepped up and was, you know, I thought the best running back in the game for either team. So, um, it, it was pretty impressive to see, I guess, Boom come to light the way he did. True freshman, lightning fast, yes. and then, uh, but Patrick, yeah, Patrick was a major disappointment for me. Just the way it's he a tough was, defense he's going against. Absolutely, you know, I don't know how. You know, I don't know. You know, I think they're a top twenty-five defense. Rank, statistically, oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're ranked higher than that. But well, yeah, yeah but you, you got to factor in who you play on that too. Strength of schedule is not too shabby. Who for Louisville? Yeah, it's like fiftieth or sixtieth. Okay, so okay. I mean, it's again. Hey, real quick, I want to talk about the Clark handicap once again. The three-year-old division, one, two, three, three hundred dollar trifecta. I mean, they had. Uh, I think the three-year-olds in the classic went the top six placing, and then to come back in a grade one Clark handicap opportunity out of the red-hot Bafford barn, uh, and then Fletcher had a horse. I mean, just a, a unbelievable showing for the three-year-old. What a what an older horse, four-year up and older division next year is shaping up in horse racing. But uh, very exciting Clark handicap and a uh, great day of racing out there. And then I saw California Chrome is going to try to go with one more race this year. Yeah, 
I mean, yeah, man, that's right. California Chrome, a great effort. Very, we put him on the turf yesterday. Uh, the Hollywood Derby, his fourth Grade One win of the year, which really may set him up for Horse of the Year. I mean, four Grade Ones in a year, and one of, one of them has included the Kentucky Derby, and the other one's the Preakness. I say right now, he's Horse of the Year. Wow, Brian, thank you very much for the horse racing update and your input on the college football. Um, anything else before we let you go? No, no, I just a uh, great game yesterday. I agree with both of you. I mean, that was an exciting game. Hats off to the Cats to come out and play so inspired. But uh, it, took a, it took an unbelievable effort by Kyle Bolin and uh, Devontae Parker. My goodness, God. what can you say about him? But uh, he is turning into a maybe the number over, one overall. I can't imagine anybody going to be more valuable in the NFL. I can't wait to have him on my fantasy team next year. I still think Amari Cooper is probably a little bit better than he is, but they're both studly. They played awesome yesterday, but they're both right there. They're one and two for sure. And um, in some ways, it's almost probably better for Mark for Devontae Parker if Amari Cooper is better because you don't end up in Oakland. The Cats so. got a lot to look forward to, and you're right, Boone, Boone the running back man. That that play where he carried two or three Cardinals into the end zone was very impressive. And uh, uh, boy, he there's a lot lot to be looking forward to with the Cats. But I do think they ought to open up the quarterback position and. Uh, uh, you know, and, and I think running less. He took a lot of headshots. He ran straight into guys, and he took four or five helmet to helmet shots. Don't know that I would have run my quarterback that much. Gotcha. All right, thanks a lot, Brian. Have a great rest of your weekend, Brian. We'll talk to you next week. Very active day this morning on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. We're going to head back to the Buzz Line where we have the professor on the line with us. Are you there, professor? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, I've seen that game, and it was an awesome game. Uh, I thought the play of the game was uh, basically when Kyle Bowen was like, it was third and ten, and he was backed up in the end zone. I think we had, what, three, four minutes left in the game? And the, the drive and, uh, started on like the four-yard line? To James Quick. Was it Quick? Yeah, and he threw, uh, he, he threw a 20-yard pass to uh, James Quick. I thought that was a play of the game. I don't, it, I don't know about you guys. You're right, P- Professor. That was in a very bleak situation for the Cards. And James Quick, who's been under much scrutiny, came through with, I don't disagree with you, Professor, what may be the play of the game, despite all the great plays Devontae Parker gave us. But that was huge. Without that, they didn't stay alive on that drive. Thank you very much for the call, Professor. Anything else this morning? Yeah, just one more thing. Man, I know we uh, recruited like two quarterbacks, two mobile quarterbacks. But aside from uh, those uh, quarterbacks, we got Will Gardner and um, let me see, uh, Kyle Bowen and the other guy uh, Reggie. How many? I don't know, but how many quarterbacks do we actually have coming back next year? And well, I'll hang the, 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 okay, thank you very much for your call, Professor. People seem to be really excited about the transfer from Hidden State, right? I mean, yeah, Tyler Ferguson. We also got the. Um, the um, Brett Nelson, yeah. the JUCO transfer. So plenty of options for Bobby Petrino. Bobby has said in recent weeks he wants to have a quarterback room filled with NFL caliber quarterbacks. And, Mike, I may be getting carried away, but looks like he may be on to something there. So we're going to head back to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line, 502-384-1450. We do have Frank on the line. How are you doing this morning, Frank? I lost my voice yelling at the game, so please, I hope you can hear me. I love it, Frank. Uh, I just want to say this. Uh, I don't live in Kentucky anymore. I wish I did. But the commentators pointed out that the U.K. players were on the Louisville side of the field. <laughs> um, I think that a lot of people with me who aren't Louisville fans or Kentucky fans were like, wow, 
um, Kentucky players have the same character as their as their fans do. Wow. Uh, Come on now, Frank. That's not even fair. U of L football fan is the worst football. No, this is my show. Hold on. No, 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 no. No, UK, that is ridiculous for you to say something like that, especially with U of L's football history. No way. No, I'm just protecting my turf. Let, let's let Frank, let, Mike, let's get, let's let Frank get his piece in. All right, Mike, let's let, like your team. No, we're not going to attack the fans. We're not attacking the fans. That's, no. Your, your, your character was so bad on the field that one of your commits he committed during the game on the Yovo side. What parent wants their players playing for punks like that? I mean, you, you had a long-term, long-term commit. He committed on the field after seeing the way you a, have A, a three-star that they didn't need anyway. We don't need that running back. And he was a 2016 kid. And the fact of the matter is, <laughs> is that when you look at the guys that L has brought Eric, through that program, Eric, and Eric. you got freaking Michael. You got the, the every place you, you got Bobby Petrino with no character coaching your football every team. Every place, wow! Every place you look, you okay fans? You okay fans are always listening at the worst. Now we see that your that your football players are the same. Man, I, I, when I was checking my Twitter feed in the first quarter, when all I saw was how bad the officiating was and how bad the Bobby Petrino's play calling was, that's all I saw. Oh, and from U of L fans, who the oh, most fair weather football fans of all time, there is no. Oh, Frank, you know I love you, by the way. You're showing the same character as your players. Frank, your players and your fans for sticking up for my people. Sticking up for my people. How am I? How am I showing bad character for sticking up for that? That is. Your boys jumped on your boys jumped on the bird first. I know that you don't want to admit that, but they did. No, that you know what, Dale? No, they did no jump on the bird first. Wait a second. Wait, we have a revelation that, here. Frank, you, you pointed out that the, the, that the cats jumped on the bird first, and they Mike did. admitted that. They did jump on the bird first. I was just trying to get yeah. Brain Radcliffe to get some callers in here. The, uh, but the but fact of the matter if is. You have to, if, you have to resort, if you have to resort to stuff like that to win a game, that's my character. Oh, man, it looks just like what Patino tried to do with DeMarcus Cousins that was on the field, was on the floor for basketball. They tried to junk up that basketball game. DeMarcus Cousins? They little junked up that basketball game to give them a shot and that, that John, that first year Cal Perry was here. Oh, God. You're talking about your character displayed on national TV. They kept replaying that, and the commentators kept saying, see, the Kentucky players are on the global side of the field. I didn't say that. The commentators did. Well, I just like. I'm, I'm, by the way, you can, you can blast me all you want. I, I'm, I'm just saying that I think it was. I think it was exactly what the rivalry needed because if we were going to break through some sort of sense of relevance on this unbelievable day of college football, that kind of thing happened. You do it. It's marketing. But that's not the way you do it. You do it with good play and sportsmanship. Well, they did do it with good play, didn't they? They did do it with good play. Good play. Well, no, but that's the thing. You need to motivate yourself by cheap shots and acting dirty. I don't. I don't see what they did that was acting dirty. What they did that was. What they do that was acting dirty. Stomping on the bird was dirty. Is that throwing shade? That was throwing shade, Mike. I mean, the the team was throwing shade all all pregame. They were stomping on the bird, throwing shade. I mean, that's the epitome of throwing shade, Mike. Thought the bird was part of the field. You know what? I'm trying to. I'm trying to explain to somebody who wants seventy virgins that is wrong to do what they did and it's not working. What you did was bad. It was bad for football. It was bad for the kids growing up watching that. In order to win it, you have to jump up and act like an idiot. Lose with honor or honor or win, or win with dignity or either one. 
But that's what you have to do to resort to. Hey, maybe you should go back to Conference USA or something like that. Well, Frank, we appreciate the call this morning. I hope between now and next week your voice recovers. <laughs> that's, that's about as authentic of a call as I can remember keep, hearing. Keep because, calling, Frank. Yeah, keep please calling. keep calling, Frank. We, we love your calls. We're, very active morning this morning. We're actually going to head back to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line. <laughs> where one moment, actually here, it'll be just a moment. Keep going, Mike. All right, I'm just not going to – I mean, again, I didn't think I did anything was, was poor character at all in that segment, protecting the fan base. And uh, you know what? For UK to come out with a little chip on their shoulder and show a little bit of emotion as a Kentucky fan, I've got no problem with that whatsoever. And it's exactly what that rivalry needed yesterday was to, have, to put it on some sort of national relevance stage. I thought it was fantastic that they got – again, they got the game day coverage that they normally wouldn't have got. The game then was fantastic. And we probably won some uh, some viewers. You would think so. Bobby Petrino's face was on the cover Although, of Yahoo Sports. We're welcomed in studio now by the lovely Ashley Miller. How are you doing this morning? Good morning. I'll tell you what, though. I was scared because as soon as they did that, I was like, oh, you know, Petrino now will just run the score up because he's, you know, the, about the most classless person there is. I think he would have, and yeah, I would have been happy had he. I and, think he would have had he could have. And then, but Kentucky didn't allow that to happen, right? Even though Bowling played awesome. And Demonte Parker played awesome. No question. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. We're going to head back to the Buzz Line. Very active morning this morning. Not surprising after the morning after a big game. We got Neil on the line with us. How are you doing this morning, Neil? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys doing? What's up, Neil? Hey, hey, but, hey that, 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 was a, that was a great game yesterday. I was a little closer than I liked. Um, but, uh, and then when uh, Bonifant went down, I was a little bit leery when uh, uh, Kyle Bowen stepped in. But I'll tell you what, I think um, he might end up being our starter coming into next year because if both those guys have uh, ACL injuries, I think, um, um, I mean, their due date back won't be till much later into the into the season. Well, I'll tell you <clears> what, what I'll get your thoughts on that. Well, I thought Bolin looked awesome. And, and out of all the three guys that we've seen play quarterback this year for UofL, to me it seems like Bolin is the most natural fit for what Bobby Petrino wants to do. Now, I don't know much about the guys that he's got coming in or the guys that are sitting there on the sidelines, but I would think that uh, you know now you've got a period where they've got probably you know three, four weeks until they play a bowl game that Petrino's going to really get to work with Bolin and get him to where he needs to be. And then you uh, quite possibly, really easily – could see Kyle Bolin just explode on the scene, and and then uh, and then you never know what happens in spring practice. Yeah, I think he's at least definitely earned his chance to compete. Um, and we're gonna have interesting quarterback talk in Lexington and Louisville. And Louisville could be five guys or so competing for the job, and and Lexington we're probably gonna have two between Drew Barker and uh, Patrick Tolles. And it's just gonna it'll be a, a big focus for both fan bases, especially now that Kentucky's losing. Uh, their offensive coordinator. So, yeah, yeah, I, I was a little bit. I was, that's unfortunate for them because that's going to be a little bit of an adjustment again uh, for Kentucky. Um, what, what's your thoughts on? I thought there was somebody that kind of not getting enough credit. Uh, James Quick had a couple of really good key catches yesterday in that game to keep some drives alive. Yeah, we actually had and that kind of the caller before that you mentioned that. Uh, oh, okay, but uh, okay. the professor mentioned that. But yeah, I agree. James Quick stepped up big time and. Uh, I mean, for a U of L perspective, that's great to see because Se- second gone. option is huge, especially it's, going forward. As well, is Quick going to be the number one option next year? Yeah, so, yeah, I would, yeah, I would think so. What do you What do you think, Neil? Is Quick the number one option next year? Yeah, I think I think he could potentially be. I, I still don't know if he should return kicks or anything, but uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll have to see. There, I know there's a. Uh, I think they have a couple guys coming in. We'll have to see who emerges on that end, but. Uh, 
Well, it'll be interesting to see. I think uh, the future is bright for both uh, UK and UK, and I don't have any issues with the uh, with the altercation at uh, midfield yesterday at all. So I think it's good for what we need. I think it's good to, for the rivalry there. So. Well, we need it. No, it's not like people uh, were throwing punches. You know, it's not like it would get out of control and it was an absolute melee. No, it just got attention. It, just, it, it right. marketed the sport, and it marketed the event. And I, I'm right there with you, Neil. Thank you very much for the call. Have a great rest of your weekend, Neil. But, yeah, it, it sells... It sells the rivalry, and that's what we're doing. It gets on ESPN. It gets on... Uh, it was a good game, too. I mean, what's going unnoticed by a lot of people is this was a close game to the very end. And what are you going to do? Won. What are you going to do to stand out in a no- noisy world? And that's exactly what yesterday is in college football. It was a noisy world, and they had to do something to stand out. Exactly. That's Be sure to stay tuned to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Ashley, Mike, and myself will be back with more right after this. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz, a very active version of the Weekend Sports Buzz. I think that was five calls in 20 minutes, so no question about it. Plenty to talk about. Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by our man, Brandon J. Lawrence, where J stands for justice. Give Brandon a call, 502-587-0041. He's the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Any questions you got, Brandon would love to talk to you. Even if it's a basic question, you think there may be something to look into. Like how many tablespoons are in a cup? <laughs> you know, he might even know that. No, know. he loves calls, anything. Uh, how it, about Jeff Brown, by the way? God, we haven't even got to Western Kentucky ending the streak of the team in the country. Well, no, Florida State's still there. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Unfortunately. Although they don't look like it. I, and yesterday was a terrible day for Florida State. They're undefeated still, but they they still won. They won and against a terrible Florida team, right? And then Louisville it's a rivalry game. And Louisville playing Kentucky so close, who's Louisville's probably their best win. And I'll tell you what, they're scared because now that, that Georgia. No, you're right. I mean Georgia Tech, the way they've played the last six weeks, and I know Carolina's on the line. And he probably knows more about this than I do. But the way Georgia Tech's played the last six weeks, they've played like a top eight football team, and I, you know. Florida State can't come out and take them lightly the first half because I think Georgia Tech can put them to bed. The morning after a big game is designed for talk radio, and, and we want you to be involved in the show. Call us in the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the Buzz Line now. We have our man Carolina Steve on the line with us. How are you doing this morning, Carolina? Just fine, and Georgia Tech is a legitimate threat. I agree. That offense they have is one that people do not see at all, hardly during the season. Them and uh, Navy and Army and Air Force are the only ones just about to run that offense. And they just, I mean, to me, they they look so tough. I mean, I, I'm going to be actually shocked if they don't win the ACC championship game. I, I was telling a person the other day that Florida State will lose one game, and I said it, that they probably they might lose to Florida or they might lose to Georgia Tech, but I'd put my money on Georgia Tech. And I think that's, that whole Georgia Tech thing has probably put the Louisville to the Orange Bowl to bed. I mean, I think Georgia Tech's definitely getting that second spot from the ACC. i tell you what, I watched that game yesterday, and Neil Brown must have been having his bags uh, 
packed and getting ready to go to Troy because that was one of the worst offensive games I've ever seen called by an offensive coordinator. It definitely uh, was interesting, especially late in the fourth quarter. And um, you know, Neil Brown going to be named the head coach of Troy today, and it's uh, it'll be just I don't know. It's it's uh, it'll be interesting to see because I heard the East Carolina um, the East Carolina offensive coordinator could be the guy who comes to Lexington. That's who I was going to nominate. His name is Lincoln Kennedy, and he was on. He was a GA at Texas Tech when uh, Coach McNeil was there as the defensive coordinator, and he brought him. He he elevated him in that bowl game that McNeil coached, and he called the plays then. And he's been at East Carolina, and here's a man who has walk-on receivers. His best receiver was uh, one uh, who was a walk-on nobody wanted, and now he's caught 364 passes in his career with two games left to get. Well, I'm pretty excited so about it. So he can have it. I'm pretty excited about it if that if that, it comes true. I mean, if that, if that happens. And I know that East Carolina's got a big game Thursday night. Well, I, I would – I hate to see us losing, but if it would be Kentucky that could get him, I would be very, very happy. And he would make a – he's a good uh, developer of young people and with a quarterback. But this weekend, super football. Before I mention these games, the Virginia-Virginia Virginia Tech game was one of the best games that I have seen in a long time, especially the last uh, quarter. And then you had uh, the East Carolina and Tulsa game. Then yesterday you had uh, Clemson. Y'all talking about quarterbacks with torn ACLs and not playing? Deshaun Watson has a uh, torn ACL. He threw for 250 yards yesterday. He was amazing yesterday. Absolutely. And you know they're going to lose their offensive coordinator too. Yep. He's going to go to SMU as a head coach. Well, Carolina, I appreciate the call. Keep calling in. We love having you, and we'll talk to you next week, buddy. Okay, y'all have a great one. Thank right. you very much, Ken. Thanks, one? you too. We did. We we had Ben on the line, and it looks like Ben dropped off. Okay, well, Ben, call back. We want to hear from you. I'm loving this, man. The great interaction with the fans is exactly what we want, right? Yeah, that's what we're here for. So, Ashley, we haven't heard your thoughts on the game yesterday yet. I mean, <laughs> I have two words for that game. It starts with Kyle, it ends with Bowen. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think when when Reggie Bonifon went down, I said, so is Bobby going to go put on some gear and run quarterback or <laughs> like what's about to go down here? Um, but not always. I had heard, you know, back when, I guess earlier in the season when there was this back and forth controversy with two quarterbacks that there was a third, but we never really, really got to see him. So, um, I mean... I can only imagine that this kid's been on the on the sideline this whole season, like pulling his hair out. Like, coach, put me in. Like, he's awesome. I, I don't care who you're a fan of. You got to love when a kid gets an opportunity and he takes advantage of it the way he did. Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, and the fire, um, the fire in that kid, and as as hard as he played, like I like him. Uh, I, I'd like to see. I would have liked to seen what our what our team looked like with him as the quarterback from the beginning of the season. It would well, be interesting to see. Hopefully you'll get a good bowl opponent and you get to see what he does in the bowl game. So yeah, uh, exactly right. I think you know it's it's tough for a kid like that that has gotten what seven I think he said seven passes all season. 
um, Lexington Catholic kid in probably the biggest game of his life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No question the opportunity about it. and... I hate to say it, but I hate to say this, but for the sake of the Cards' offense, thank goodness Bonifan went out. Not, no, I'm not saying you I'm happy, hurt, not that right. he's hurt, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but for the sake of the offense, it wasn't doing anything before Bowen came in. No. I mean, it was horrible. We're going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. We have our man Ben on the line with us. How you doing, Ben? Hello. Hey, Ben, what's going on? Good morning. Oh, how you, how you doing? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I got two questions to ask y'all. But the referees at the game, were they SEC referees? I think they were. Yeah, they, they, said, they, were. they said there was SEC on the field, ACC in the booth. And that hasn't helped Kentucky all year long, so I don't think that mattered. Because I tell you what, they were awful. They were awful but not controlling the game because there was a lot of cheap shots on Kentucky. Uh, now, I know the one guy, he's going to defend his team, but, you know, you don't do it like that. You don't go around and go to the fans and get the fans' fingers like they did, like the team players did. You got guys with, with not even not even able to play the game going, going to beat them back to a, to a fight. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong, I thought they came in to fight. I thought they wanted more than Louisville. I give them credit for that. But it was cheap how they did it. Very cheap. Uh, I mean, just just awful. I mean, every time when you get a punt or a kickoff, they jump somebody. Yeah. And, and of course, you you a player, you gonna you gonna you gonna defend yourself. So I tell you what the referee did. All both teams, you know, are we right? You take your number out. <laughs> it, it was it was crazy. I, I, I you know I never seen nothing like that. Uh, and and a lot. In a long time in a football game. No, I'm right there with you, Ben. It looked horrible. I rewatched the game late last night, and it looked bad. That did did not look good. That was not a classy showing. I liked it. I'm not taking anything away from the marketability aspect and all that. Kelly Patrick, I like stuff like that. Um, You said that on the the knockout hour. I do. I like people selling fights. I like people selling games. Ben, uh, beyond that, what do you take away from this game? Is this a better team with Kyle Bowen as the quarterback? Uh, well, you know, he, he's like a gardener. He got a lot of bad luck. Uh, you just, you just hope the best for him. I mean, I don't think we were ever going to come back. You know, you know, like you got three. I mean, I got, I got eight. My knees are shot. I play sports, you know, work, working on five, three on concrete floors. My knees are shot. And this guy, he got more shit than I had. I had two. He got three. And I tell you, I feel it. Uh, he may never come back and play. Uh, you know, to me, he's not going to be very good. You know, uh, the same way with this uh, uh, bowling. Uh, uh, I mean, he, he's you know he was a good quarterback coming out of Lexington. They're both good quarterbacks. Uh, Reggie, you know, uh, I hate to say this though, but I'm telling you, he did get hurt. I mean, I hate to say he get hurt though, but I really think you'll be able to win the game. You're, you're right. Uh, that's that's right. pretty much what I, I just said, Ben. Yeah, UK, did. Didn't you, look you, you can't game plan with the shutdown ready and shut down the run. But when Bowling got in the game, they had no answer for somebody throwing the ball. That's why I told everybody I really want ready to play. I was in more for Gardner. Because Gardner was really getting off late on in the season. So when Randy got in there, their game plan was to stop the run and they did a great job of stopping the run. No question. So I can't get taking credit for that. All right. No question about it. Did man. you all um, talk, did you all already talk about the amount of um, 
play reviews that that happened in the game? Because I thought it was like abnormally excessive. Like how many plays were reviewed in the game? I feel like it was every single. Like, I didn't think every time you turn around, they I didn't were think reviewing it was anything that shouldn't have been reviewed though. No, it all seemed legitimate. But you're right, Ashley. There was a lot of plays that were reviewed, but in a, a hostile environment like that, kind of like that first UK U of L game when Cal first came to Lexington. You gotta, as a ref, if you're not going to start throwing people out, you gotta at least somehow try to pace yourself and take control of the game somewhat. So if it was co- not that chippy, it was not as chippy as that UK. As that UK but it, it's comparing football and basketball, so it's yeah, difficult no, to do. Totally basketball is much I more intimate. Ron, I didn't think that. I mean, I, you know, I never really heard. I, I haven't seen any of the media comment on how chippy it was on the Kentucky side. Or how it was one way. Well, Petrino had a coach by the shirt at one point. Well, that was before the game, and, though. But that still, was before the game, but it still happened. And as much as football is getting scrutinized right now about the behavior of the players and the fact that they are kind of like... We're blowing this out of proportion. You think so? Absolutely. I mean, of course you say that. You're a UK fan. You don't want to hear people talk about your team is full of thugs, like starting fights and stuff. Like, the game. like, no one wants to hear that. But the truth of the matter is... It does not look good. It's not. It doesn't look good. If I'm a parent and I have a child that's looking, that's weighing options, looking at going to UK, I'm going to say they have no control of their players. I'm not sending my kids there. As opposed to going to the school that hired the adulterous coach who gets who lies. Well, either way, I mean, either way, like I mean, let he who has no sins cast the first stone. But I'm saying at the end of the day, it doesn't look good. Thank either you. Way, thank you very good. much for the call, Ben. The uh, I I don't know. I mean, I I don't feel like what happened at midfield. We see that kind of stuff happen in football the whole time. If it w- it was just it was posturing, and they even said on ESPN several times it was all posturing. It wasn't like we had this huge melee breakout. We kind of did though. What do you mean? How do you figure? But it was. What do you mean? Throughout the what whole do you, game, what do you like mean? it wasn't just the big thing at the beginning. Wait, what do you mean we didn't? What do you mean? I mean, there wasn't like there was like a whole bunch of punches thrown and you know a huge fight and people. Sure, I mean, it was. It was a glorified baseball brawl that happens at at, okay. at the pitcher's mound. Nobody got really hurt. No. Okay. No one even really got displaced. <laughs> so, no. I mean, there was no actual damage. No. And so, I mean, this is not like, uh, uh, you know, again, it was all posturing. And it was... And it so is, again, I say, and I still think it was good for the for the game. It was in great a for the sport game. that's being scrutinized by, about the players being overly violent, overly aggressive outside of the field. It doesn't look good. That that's what they're being taught are allowed to do at the college level. So then they get to the NFL and start beating up their wives and beating their children and fighting other people. Like then what do you say? It was cute in college and it was great for posturing. It was good for TV and all this that and the other. But now they're quote adults doing it on a professional level, getting fined and all of those things. How can we turn our head at that and say it's no big deal now? Then five years down the road, punish these guys for doing the same thing. My question is, do that's you a think? Big jump. You, oh, you think so? It's yeah. not. It's a progression. It's a natural progression. If you are telling kids, teenagers, that it's okay for you to go out there and push and shove around just to prove a point, and they do it five years from now, they do the same exact thing, but they're not under the comfortable um, confines of a college where the coaches are looking out for them. They can basically walk on water. When they get into the real world, no one really cares, and everything you do is overly scrutinized. It's not. It's nothing different. It's that we're starting this behavior. We're teaching them that one thing is okay, and then later down the road, when they're in the real world and they're not in this university setting where people actually are trying to, you know, make their lives everything that they do is perfect. Everything they do is okay. When they get into the real world, when no one cares, now it's a problem. Mike, you're having to shoulder the load for the entire UK fan base in this argument, and I appreciate the way you're doing it. You know, Absolutely, thank fair you. enough. <laughs> I think there's someone who'd like to chime in on that. 
We're going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. We got our man, Hink. Oh, no! (laughs) How you doing this morning, Hink? (laughs) What's going on, buddy? Help me out, Hink. Good morning. Good morning, sunshine. It it, it sounds like uh, uh, Ashley's uh, getting the the rocks off right now. You all right, baby? I'm great. How are you, honey? I know it because I'm on the phone line. You know it. I'm on the phone line. You know it. I I, I, I put you... I put you to another level. You did. Thank God for me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank God for me. You're blessed. But let me say this. I mean, I, you know, I haven't called y'all season. I haven't called y'all season. I've been missing you, but, too. But, but you, <laughs> I know you have. I don't blame you. Like, you know, you like a, a, a last without Timmy. I understand, baby. I understand. But let me say this. I haven't called you guys all season. You know, there's a reason why. Because I'm going to let you loyal fans pop your chest, bang on it, feel good about yourselves. But I'm going to say it again. Y'all need Kentucky. Kentucky don't need to play y'all. They don't have to play. Y'all not, not, y'all not beneficial for Kentucky playing y'all every year. Y'all, y'all keep saying, y'all keep saying, well, this is a big rival. To me, I wouldn't consider it a rival game. It's just not me. It's just for bragging rights. Now, you go out of the side of the state, it's not, nobody considers it a rival. Nobody respects it as a rival. I don't respect it as a rival. I think it's a bragging right. That's all it is. A bragging right type game. Basketball and football. There's been only three times in history that UK and UF play for something on the line. And and both of them were basketball games. Not football games, but basketball games. Legitimately something on the line. That's- Other than that, how does that make it a rival? Ohio State, Michigan, that's a rival. In order to win the Big Ten... This side of the division, they have to win that game. Alabama and Auburn, that's a rival to me. Oregon and Oregon State, that's a rival to me. Unless they don't go. Arizona and Arizona State, that's a rival. Those are big rival games because there's something on the line. Mississippi State and Ole Miss, something's on the line. There's nothing on the line with Louisville, Kentucky, besides bragging rights. What, what about an Orange Bowl or a bowl for Kentucky? What'd you say, buddy? An orange bowl for Louisville or a bowl, a chance at a bowl game for Kentucky. Bowl eligibility was on the line yesterday. You're talking about, I'm talking about something actually on life, like your conference. You winning your conference is beating Kentucky. No, you're not. You're not going to win the the ACC if you beat Kentucky. Like you can win the the SEC West if you beat Auburn or Auburn beats Alabama. There's nothing to it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you consider, you, you call it a rival, it's a, it's, a, it's a bragging rights game. So you sit there and say, oh, we're, we're Orange Bowl on the line. But y'all needed help to get to Orange Bowl. And y'all not going to the Orange Bowl because y'all would rely on Georgia Tech to lose. With Georgia Tech didn't apply and not lose, they took care of business. Y'all needed Florida State to lose in order to get it. So get, I mean, or, to win in order to get it. So y'all didn't get it. So there was nothing on the line. Nothing on the line. Georgia Tech game was over before the Louisville game. So the results was already in. There was nothing on the line but a bragging right. That's all it's been. That's all it's ever been. That's all it's ever going to be. Until we get in the same conference, that's all it is, a bragging right game. So, so do congratulations, you... Louisville. Now, let me, let me finish this. Okay. Congratulations, Louisville. And you sorry, Louisville fans. Enjoy the moment. We all really don't care about football. It's something to do with you, the basketball season. <laughs> Let's keep it all the way real. Let's keep it all the way real. That's it's the basketball thing. That's it's always for fans. It's, that's because Louisville has no uh, basketball. No, that's not typical UFA. I no, mean, when is that? Have y'all ever really cared about football? Ashley, don't speak because you don't know uh, Crawford Shinola. When have you ever been in a 
cared about anything but football? All kinds of shit. When have y'all ever cared about anything but football? With when? Y'all never have. Y'all never have. To the point where your program's going to be shut down? I never heard y'all ever talk about shutting down a basketball program, even when y'all was going through hard times. But y'all, y'all talked about shutting down your football program? I mean, yes. That, it's it's not relevant like that. That's real. It's not relevant like that. So you can say all y'all want. Talking about oh, I heard football. Yeah, it's football now because y'all doing good. But let y'all start losing, like during the crack-up era. Y'all want to go to the game. Y'all don't support it. That's why Charlie Strong left because y'all there's no support. Y'all not a real football-type school or real football-type program. Y'all are in-between type program. That's what you are. So enjoy the wins that y'all got. Congratulations for beating Kentucky in football. That's not saying much. I wouldn't tell nobody outside the city of Louisville that you beat Kentucky and brag and bang your chest about it because it's not worth it. Now, if you beat us in basketball, you're saying something. Then you got nuts. Louisville sucks. Later, baby. I like, uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that feel that way, that the conference, the, oh you know, God. the non-conference rivalries are not as strong as the conference rivalries. I will argue, though, in basketball that, you know, Duke and Carolina can end up playing three times, and that kind of, that kind of to me, waters that down a little bit, whereas the Kentucky-Louisville game. In basketball, you get that one shot, and then maybe, like Hink said, get that chance in the in the NCAA tournament. Um, but, you know, from the football standpoint, I could kind of see – I, I see his point a little bit more than I do the basketball side. Well, maybe uh, since UK and the SEC are not vibing, clearly. Maybe UK needs to join the ACC. There might be a little bit more well, that's discussion. Not happen. Obviously not going to happen, no. but I mean. I mean, we, but there's, there are some really good non-conference um, rivalries out there. For example, I mean, you know, I'm a huge Notre Dame fan, right? I mean, Notre Dame's got every – rival they've got is non-conference and the Notre Dame-Michigan rivalry and the Notre Dame-USC rivalry and those rivalries are about as good as they get in college football. We just had a call, another call, someone who did not want to get on the line, but they chimed in that BYU, Utah, USC, Notre Dame, Pitt, Penn State, they're all rivalries out there and this caller also, who wants to remain nameless, um, said, actually no he didn't, I'm looking at it here. It was Frank. He, his voice is still Came back. All right. Yeah, he, he wanted to say Hink is the, the type of UK fan that gives UK fans bad names. I also do want to say... I need Hink to call, though. We need some UK fans to call. I also do want to say... No, that, no I, we appreciate Hink's call. We also appreciate Frank. Appreciate absolutely. Frank. As much as uh, Hink and other UK fans that remain nameless want to minimize this game, had UK actually beat U of L, they would be singing a completely different tune. Well, listen, I'm not. I'm not going to downplay the game. I actually. I mean, I think the the rivalry showed yesterday how big of a rivalry it is. And it was a good game. It was a and good that's game. what a rivalry game is supposed to be like, minus the fighting. I think. And when you get the opportunity to have um, so many in-state players. That you know probably have family members that cheer for both, and there's a lot of emotion that's tied to the UK U of L rivalry because these are we don't have pro sports. This is our pro sports, right? And, oh yeah, I mean this I is mean, very this significant. Is, no one, I don't think anybody's claiming. I'm certainly not. I don't think you are, Ashley. That there are football fans in the state of Alabama, for example, who are getting all jazzed up to watch the UK U of L no rivalry no. game. I don't think we're there. and I don't think it would matter. Will we ever be there? I don't know. Probably not. And it wouldn't matter if they were in the same conference. It still wouldn't matter. Like Just like uh, um, Carolina talked about the Virginia-Virginia Tech game being such a good game, I had no idea that game was even going on yesterday. Yeah. And that was a, that was a conference game. And I think that's for every 
I would say majority of in-state rivalry games are like that. The people in the state, it's a really big deal to them. People outside of the state, maybe not so much. No question about it. Unless you're Alabama-Auburn. I mean, mean, even still, like, I think you have no choice but not pay attention to that because it's broadcast on every single TV station that Iron Bowl's coming on. And it mattered. No question. We're coming to the end of the first hour. Loco Cinco time. Ready for Ashley's Loco Cinco on the other end? What an active first hour. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence. Be sure to stay tuned to 1450 WXVW. We will be right back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Very active show this morning. Coming at you the morning after the UK UFL football game. And all the other rivalries across the country. I know we've got people who listen who are fans of all sports and not necessarily pledge allegiance to the blue or red here in the Louisville, Southern Indiana market. It's 11 o'clock and that means one thing and one thing only. The most popular segment in radio or television in the market is Ashley's Loco Cinco. Some of the the kids call it Ashley's Crazy. So with no further ado, Ashley's Crazy. Well, I I did. I was originally going to give you four stories, but I actually found a fifth that I actually think was cute. Um, So we'll start with Richard Sherman. A few days ago, Richard Sherman slammed the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, um, not sure if you guys saw this, but it was over the massive fine he dropped on Marshawn Lynch for not speaking to the media. He accused the league of being two-faced. Um, Sherman and Doug Baldwin um, held a pretty shocking news conference uh, a few days ago where they openly mocked the league policy forcing players to talk to reporters. Um, the duo talked excessively, but only about things, of course, the league does not want them discussing. They shouted out personal sponsors, um, including Beats by Dre, which the league banned players from wearing on game day because of their deal with um, the other headphone companies. Boss, Bose? Probably Bose. Bose, yeah. <clears throat> then Sherman went nuclear, calling out the league for saying it's dedicated to player safety while making them play two games within five days. Um, so a blatant shot at the Thursday night games, um, which have become a big league push this year. So, um, it's pretty interesting. Of course, we all are assuming that Sherman will be a few thousand bucks lighter in the pockets after the commissioner sees it, but I'm saying something like a hundred thousand. What do you think? Well, I, I don't know. He's going to get fined. I don't think he really cares about the fine, but he, uh, well, I mean, who doesn't care about a hundred thousand dollars? I understand being people funny. that make that every week. <laughs> Or less. I don't or care. I'm, I don't care how much I make every week. You can give me a billion dollars a month, and I'll still care about a hundred. Are you 000. kidding, Kelly? You would be in dr- in jail for some type of charge. Oh no, it would be bad news if I had a billion dollars. <laughs> no question about it. But I wouldn't stop caring about a hundred thousand. You and the uh, owner from the Colts would be hanging out, you know, doing oh. all kinds of stuff. Charlie Sheen, everybody. <laughs> oh, I would just God. be partying it up. Adrian Bronner. I would. Just yeah, yeah. Pay. You would. You would bring him in for your birthday. Constant yeah. rotation of just parties. The, the the point though about the uh, the playing the the two the two games within five days, 
I mean, this is a legitimate concern. Sure. And it's happening more and more. And, uh, you know, we're going to probably have a situation where a guy on Sunday maybe has a more mild kind of concussion, you know, doesn't really say anything, plays, and then something happens in that Thursday game and it could be pretty bad. I, I, they talk about how tough the NFL is on the toll of your body even if you have a week off between games. I, shortening that time is not good. I mean, I th- they've got to figure out something. Playing football in pads, in tackling, having six foot five, three hundred pound men run four four forties straight into you while you're not looking is not good for you. Right. That's my case. If we're really concerned about player safety, let's stop playing football. Mm. So I mean, that's my that's my stance on it. Is yeah, is it a rough sport? Yeah. There's a guy named Michael Cockerham who fights in inside a cage for mixed martial arts in the state of Kentucky. Probably twice a month. <laughs> twice a month. Right. That's you think fine. that's good for him? No, not at all. No, I mean, that's what he chooses to do. This is what these guys, and this Michael Cockerham guy is getting paid a lot less than these NFL players. A lot less. He's a pro. But my point is, and this is a whole different topic we could spend the whole show on, is, yeah, inherently football's dangerous. That's what they say. That's what they say. That's all I got. So... All right, story number two. Story number two, uh, kind of funny story to me, but uh, Stephen Jackson, NBA player, his estranged wife says there's an innocent victim in her uh, soon-to-be-divorced-from-the-ex-NBA star, and that is her Bentley, which she claims Stephen sold off behind her back just to piss her off. Um, So apparently in some... This has been a super bitter divorce um, in these legal documents... She claimed that she filed for a divorce from Jackson in 2013 and says that both sides were instructed not to get rid of any major assets until the court divided them up. Um, but according to her, Jackson wasn't having it. And um, earlier in October, he stole the keys to her Bentley and sold it off behind her back. Then she said he taunted her about it in a text that read, clearly you make a lot of decisions without me. So I sold the Bentley for what I pay for it. You can get something else. He continued, I will spend all the money and take it before I let you take the money and spend it on another N or B. Well, I'm guessing it's a man or a woman, um, which makes me wonder why they are getting divorced. But um, he also said, I worked so hard to give the stuff to you to be treated like a guest and not a man. F that. Um, I will get to the bottom of all this disrespect. I'm with the BS. So... Now, <laughs> the wife... God, that sounds horrible. It does sound horrible. From about both sides. <laughs> Jeez. So now the wife is claiming that he should be thrown in jail until he forks over her share of the profit from the sale of the Bentley. Um, apparently, his attorney says that there is a valid prenuptial agreement that both parties agree is enforceable. So they're trying to work that out. But I thought that was quite interesting. I mean, Steven Jackson's a character, man. Uh, the event at the Palace of Auburn Hills, he played a huge role in just running into the stands and just just dropping somebody. And I've I've always liked his game. I think he won a title with the Spurs, I believe. I know he's on the Spurs briefly, but he's a, a rough guy and he's uh was interviewed within the past few weeks and about the Palace of Auburn Hills thing. Was it the 10-year anniversary? Is that possible it's i guess it could be 10 year anniversary they asked him about it he said he doesn't regret a thing 
<laughs> so Stephen Jackson, a character going through a sloppy divorce. Wow, that sounds mm-hmm. rough. I mean, would you sell your wife's Bentley? <laughs> you I hope I'm never in that type of situation, but that sounds, I don't know what I would do. I don't know exactly. No, that that sounds horrible. Divorce. But the text, like, does the text make you wonder, like, what's going on? Is I she will into spend women all in? of, yeah, I'll spend all this money before I let you take it and spend it on. Another. So he's now threatening to just basically waste all of his own money that so he that earned, she doesn't get it. So she doesn't get it and spend it on someone else. Spend it on another man or, or, a woman. or woman. So that sounds that is a legit, legitimate loco cinco story. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The other one, well, story number three. Did you have any comments? Mike, did you quiet, have any right? experience with Stephen Jackson ever? I did not. No, I've never had any experience with Stephen Jackson. But uh sounds like he's a scorned lover for sure. So. Yeah, as is she. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. Story number three. Happen. Divorces not- are always ugly. That's horrible. Uh, Yeah. Story, story number three. three. Not really so crazy, but just really interesting to me. But um, I don't know if you guys remember Ramsey... Ramsey's Barden or not? He won the Super Bowl in 2012 with the New York Giants. Former wide receiver, maybe. maybe I don't not. actually recognize no. the name. Nope. But anyways, he um, is apparently no longer the NFL, but he signed up for this new docuseries called The American Footy Star, which features several ex-NFL players and ex-NCAA players who are attempting to make it in the Australian Football League. Um, Ramsey's was a third round pick in 2009 draft. Um, he's a 6'7", 224 pounds, but he had apparently a lot of injuries in the NFL. He was on practice squad with, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars earlier this year before he got cut before the season started. 6'7", six, six, that's big. 6'7". Okay. Um, but he seems very confident that there is a future for him down under, saying, uh, he definitely believes there's a place for him in the Australian football um, based on his athleticism, his wide receiver skill set, and his NFL experience. Very interesting because I think um, Mike and I were talking about Australian football a little bit earlier. It's kind of like a mix between American football and rugby. It's kind of rough. I don't know like if he's apparently had all these injuries. That might not be a good idea. But um, Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guess there is. So does know. he go down under like Steven Jackson's wife? Oh, I see the stories are related now. I mean, you get it. You get it. Don't be throwing shade at Stephen Jackson. (laughs) Throwing shade. All right. Well, so switching over. That's cool. You're an athlete. You know, being a baseball player is something. In basketball, the same thing. It's it's transferable. What I mean by that is, you can play baseball in the United States, go through your prime, get washed up and then go play in Japan and have a good career. Mm-hmm. Same goes for basketball. You can go play overseas. Football, this brings up an interesting conversation, really, is, is different. You can try to go up to Canada. Where else are you going to go? NFL Europe folded. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a, it brings up an interesting was, topic. There was another like league here. XFL. The, X, the USFL still was that around for a while. Or UFL. That's the reason yeah. Schnellenberger uh, left Miami, right? What was the thing that Ragon was coaching in not too long ago? Uh, I don't know. Arena League? No. Well, you got the, you do have the Arena League, but I would say that's probably not for washed-up guys. It's probably more for up-and-coming guys. Yeah, just a specific skill set. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but it, it is interesting to me that you can – not really transfer those skills to many places. I mean, arena league guys don't make much money. You can go play MMA or fight, be an MMA fighter. You can, but why do you think p- that, picking that up late in life is tough. Yeah. Why do you think football is not caught on in different countries when they've obviously they've tried they've tried to? It says something interesting, in my opinion, about our culture in that we 
glamorize the just ultra-masculine, just warrior. The brute. Possibly more than any other culture. Am I... You think that's out of line? Well, since I think the, in other uh, countries... Since the ancient Romans? Maybe. In other countries, they really, especially in Europe, are really into soccer. Like, that's their number one sport, so... They like their men to be slender and look like swimmers and stuff. We like just hulking guys who will rip your head off. Yeah. Right? There's definitely a big difference there. I like girls. What? What's that? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why is an American-style football caught, in, caught on in Japan? They like things like pride fighting and MMA. I wonder why Japan doesn't embrace... That type of sport. I'm not sure. What is it? Ethnocentrism, where we just assume this is what we like here in America. Oh, everybody, everybody likes it. Why doesn't everybody like it? All right. All right. Story number four. Story number four. Um, this was really sweet. I actually found this um, just looking for a fifth story, but um, it's really cute. So former Southern University player uses the team's marching band to help with his marriage proposal. So, um, former Southern University fullback Calvin Mills um, clearly raised the bar. I'm going to guess this is way more dramatic than the way either one of you proposed to your wives. Was he, was he butt naked? No, he was not. <laughs> then Mike wins. <laughs> okay, well, apparently uh, he had the school's marching band, you know, during their performance. And um, they marched into a formation that said, marry me. And then they had this big giant box that had a person in it that... Brought the ring out for her, which was really cute. So, um, of course, she said yes. But yeah, you can't, I say, that was cool. you can't say no in front of like what twenty thousand people or whatever. Right? Mm, so, probably not. No, it's gonna be tough. You know, that could be tough. Now, Southern's band is like world famous, right? I mean, they're one of those yeah, they're like really black good. college yeah, bands that are really just awesome. amazing. Yeah, so uh, that, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty awesome. So, sorry guys that this guy probably showed you all up, but. I just picture the football. Was he a football player? Yeah, he was a former. So he was like fullback. He, he was playing football, and then he had to go to band practice and get them all in formation. No, he's retired. Like he, oh, um, he, he yeah, he's not in school anymore. Okay. So he's an alum. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right, that's cool. Very, very heartwarming story. You know, we needed that. Will it get Kelly Patrick's vote? Probably not. Probably not. No, I don't know. Maybe it will. It'll we'll get see. my vote. Okay. <laughs> All right. Story number five. Story number five, save the best for last. Um, so I don't know if you guys talked about Ray Rice or not yet, but um, he's on the list because not even so much that obviously he's now able to sign with the team, but uh, just the fact that multiple active NFL stars from multiple teams um, are speaking out saying they would absolutely welcome Ray Rice on their teams, um, but because... As one player put it, everyone deserves a second chance. So we've gone through this, I guess, for months. But um, obviously now Ray Rice is eligible to sign with the team. If the team decides to make an offer, um, I'm sure people are trying to, you know, take the pulse of their teams, their players, their fans. Could be um, the Colts. To see what's going on. The Colts doesn't seem like a good fit. Well, they they lost to Maude Bradshaw. And they've looked into it. Yeah. I mean, the, the one I'm hearing. Trent that, Richardson hasn't really no. panned out as much as they'd like. But does it make sense? Don't the Colts kind of pride themselves on kind of like the... On integrity. Yeah, North Carolina Tar Heels. Don't they kind of say this is the... Did they throw that out the window with Jim Irsay coming out as just a, a just the party animal of 2014? Well, that's an interesting twist on this because you know, Irsay obviously feels like he deserves a second chance, right? So it's a, That's the American way. So we they talked can't about, take one without the other. Sure. <coughs> I'm cool with that. The American way in large part is second chances. Right? We like we like barbarians. We like these uh, warriors, but we like to give people second chances. That's huge. 
I mean, I mean, I think I don't know. I th- I think the Indianapolis thing could could really happen. I'd so. be cool with the Bengals taking them. I'm a Bengals fan. Would you guys, Ashley? Do you have a team yet? Yes, the Vikings. Uh, yeah, which I really am um, praying to the gods that Devonte Parker goes there. Me too. Wouldn't that it would great? make my entire life? Devonte Parker. I haven't <laughs> even gotten into it. This is a whole different topic, but he looks just amazing. He was head and shoulders above any other player on that field yesterday. And oh, I have no, no, no idea. Even the commentators were saying why they like man. They went man up on him. Like you. When Stu's press <laughs> conference afterwards, they, he actually said they had someone over and someone under. But it did not look like it. I would, mm-hmm. I would agree with we'll, that. We'll have plenty of time to gush over Devontae Parker because I know it's going to happen. It's of amazing. Course. I mean, it has to. It has to. <laughs> but would you be okay with the Vikings, your team, the Vikings, signing Ray Rice? No. Well, okay. that's not going to happen, especially after the AP thing. I'm just asking in theory. Would yeah. you, Mike, with the Niners taking him, your team? <sighs> Niners have got several players with their own issues right now, especially Alden on the Smith. defensive side of the ball. Um You got to think about it though. Why? Why? Well, because I'm weighing. Because I don't know if he's good enough to take the risk. Really? Okay. That's why. You know. But it, I mean, because it's a huge risk. It's a huge gamble because you don't know. Like, and especially, I think earlier we talked about like how much of the NFL fan base now is female. Like forty percent, right? Yeah, and that could be Michael a big Vick. Issue. Michael Vick, Vick would be the the comparable issue. He, he hasn't seemed to have trouble. I mean, finding a home has he? Right, but 70%. fighting dogs. Because the, the percentage of, of dogs that watch the NFL is very low, is that why? No, I'm just saying like, that is not a comparable issue. It's, yeah, okay. what, a in, lot of people a lot are emotionally ways, tied to it. I think the dog fighting thing, though, got more, it was more press com- coverage than this did. Yeah, and he was, I think, definitely punished a lot more. So He went to prison? He went to yeah. prison. He didn't play Which, in the NFL for... Which Very long is a whole different topic, and once again, we, we've got all sorts of different directions we could go with Ashley's Loco Cinco, as we do every week, but the fact that Vic did a year in prison for what he did to dogs, and Ray Rice is getting ready to sign with another team? What's that say about the culture? Year. Not even a year. He's fine. The lady married him. He's getting ready to be comeback player of the year next year. Very well, could be. He'll play. He'll be on a roster. I mean, there's no. I don't think there's a question. He goes to a good situation. He's a great receiving option out of the backfield. Very physical guy. I think he's got many miles left on his tires. I I would take Ray Rice. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzzline five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty is how you can get engaged with the show today. We'd love to hear from you. Um, My vote goes to the whole Richard Sherman Roger Goodell controversy. It's interesting to me. We'll see what type of fine is levied toward Sherman. Sherman is one of those crossover appeal type personalities. And he's on the verge of almost becoming, I mean, where did he go, Stanford? Stanford. A very, like, very smart. Very, very smart guy. Which, you know, which makes you know that everything he does is calculated. Yes. Exactly. Um, we've seen him on first take go head-to-head with Skip Bayless and hold his own. Um, what's in his future? Jeez. Well, I mean, what... what what type of ceiling does that guy have? So I've heard some criticism as of late that Sherman should be taking his opportunity to ridicule the NFL and make statements to maybe make even stronger political statements, even beyond the game of the NFL. If it's about um, abuse of women or domestic violence in any capacity, maybe he should tackle that. 
Well, I think he has a pla- he has the platform. The platform. That's and that's what it comes down to. I think, um, and that's a universal issue for anybody that has any type of public figure status of sorts. I guess you could say that people almost want you to speak out about things that are not right in the society, whether it's in your sport or whatever. It's almost like an expected thing. So, of course, like, what does he choose to talk about? I mean, it's on him, but he has a microphone. People care what he has to say. So he can pretty much do what he wants. I'm not going to vote for a Seahawk, though, so I'm taking the Ray Rice story. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mike just chose – did you take a pro <laughs> – Abuse of women stands? No, I did not. I'm just kidding. You know, I just like to stir things up. All right, so back. My wife will beat my ass if she if I did. So then mother. there would be a different type of domestic violence we'll be talking about next week on Loco Cinco. All right, nonetheless, we're the morning after the game between Louisville and Kentucky. The morning after. The morning after. Should we change? You know what I was just thinking? The morning after pill? The morning after pill would be oh. a cool name for a, a Sunday morning show. We'll call it Plan B. But me being Catholic, I don't know if that's allowed or not. So to... It'd be catchy. The morning after. <laughs> Tune into the morning after pill. <laughs> Maybe you could just say the morning after and leave the pill off. <laughs> okay. Well, nonetheless, um, what other storylines? Or is this the storyline for the sports landscape well, here I'm, locally? Well, to me, the big storyline beyond locally is, you know, of course the UKUL game, but the college football landscape that's shaping up in general. I mean, could you imagine if Alabama would have lost that game to Auburn last night, which for a while it looked it like looked it was like going to happen. Gonna, yeah. And then it pretty much, would, to me, would have guaranteed that you would have had a two-loss team in the college playoff because now you've got this situation where you still got the deal where Baylor, Baylor's got to play Kansas State, and now they've lost Petty. They probably are going to be an underdog in that game, get their second loss, TCU's going in my estimation, Ohio State loses their quarterback, and now they're going to have to go into a Big Ten championship game against a, a Wisconsin team that's looking like they're playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this this playoff is going to be just so interesting next week when we're when we have a complete you know c- completed season and we're really making predictions on what this committee is going to do because it's going to be really up in the air. And uh, the two lost teams and the games that matter next week. I mean. Georgia Tech, Florida State, it's unreal. I mean, you got Kansas State and uh, and and Baylor. You got you know Missouri. Is Missouri for real? We're going to see Missouri get totally exposed. Um, the you're going to are we going to start seeing what what head coaching jostling are we going to start seeing? You know who when is Florida going to announce and who are they going to go after? Do they go after the coach of Missouri or do they go after Dan Mullins? At, you know or they go after Rich Rod. Uh, you know then you got the Arizona. Oregon matchup next week, uh, rematch. I mean, there's just the college football landscape in general is. Is amazing. it taking the best of both worlds? I know that nationally, college basketball is actually a very small fish. Yes. It is. Um, but is it taking the best of both worlds in that it is capitalizing on some of the Selection Sunday esque type feel to it? We're all leading up to this just point where we're going to, so many decisions going into it. And then, then we got this committee and they got to choose the four. And we'll find out. Well, the first domino happened when Ole Miss beat Mississippi State. I mean, to me, that was just ginormous. And uh, and Mississippi State will drop, obviously, to be probably the top two-loss team. And then the top two-loss teams from last week were UCLA and Georgia. Both of them go down to now have three losses. And it's just, to me, you know, we're now sitting at, uh, what is it, like 13 teams that have two losses or less in, the, in that top 25? 
And uh, it's going to be just really, really interesting how it's – because to me, there's still a lot to shake out. Oh, there's a ton to shake out. For example, Ohio State you mentioned. And for, J- JT Barrett set the, the record for most touchdowns, most total touchdowns, passing and total touchdowns from a quarterback position for Ohio State. Then what did he do? Break his leg? Yeah. And he's out, so they got to go to Cardell Jones, who at the beginning of the season, much like Kyle Berlin, uh, was the third-string quarterback. And Ohio State wasn't getting a lot of respect In Ohio State, they have anyway. a chance. What's that? They weren't getting a lot of respect anyway. And now that they – is the committee going to weigh in the fact that they got to go with another – with the third-string quarterback? Quarterback, yeah. But, I mean, looking at Louisville, it may not be actually a bad deal. No, it could be a good deal. But I think JT Barrett was setting all these records. He was, I mean, he was, he a, was a legit candidate. option. We didn't know about Reggie or Will. No. JT was know. a Heisman candidate. He was a legit Heisman yeah. candidate. I mean, he's setting records for the Ohio State University football program right. from the quarterback. And he, was, he wasn't, you know, Braxton Miller gets hurt. He's thrown into the starting lineup. Right. Um, so a lot of you're an Ohio State fan or you follow Ohio State at all to look forward to and to, to – and what happens if Georgia Tech beats Georgia Tech beats Florida State? I mean, can we see Florida State get left out of this thing? Because no. oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, if they lose, if they lose to Georgia Tech, if they lose, I could they could very easily be out. Because I mean, the fact that they haven't lost a game, even though like they don't look good, they don't, they don't look, look good like at a good all. team. So if they were to lose a game, I think that would be the one knock that the committee would need to say, mm, you know what. They really aren't that good, and their their good luck in that fourth quarter finally wore off. The weekend sports buzz is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. Give Brandon a call five zero two five eight seven zero zero four one to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. The Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. You can get engaged with the show. You can talk to us. We would love to hear your feedback on anything that's going on in the world of sports. Five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. We're going to head to the buzz line now. We got our man. Brandon J. Lawrence on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Brandon? Hey, how y'all doing, man? I've been listening to the show. It's great. All right, I gotta give you. I gotta give you my overall just rundown of the season, real quick, okay, Brandon? Because I've been waiting for you to call. <laughs> All right. All right. Five wins, more than I thought we were going to get this year. All right, so that that's a plus. <laughs> then you, you got another. You got another two games. <laughs> That a play here or there, you could have you could have pulled off, right? So you right. So and then you could even throw in, you could even throw in the Missouri game in that in that landscape. You could in the Mississippi State game, you know, also. So Florida, Louisville, Missouri, Mississippi State, they played close. Although Missouri, they didn't play very well. And then three games where they just legitimately got the, their butt handed to them. Overall. I think it's a still a move in the right direction. It's going to really be interesting to me to see who uh, replaces Neil Brown. Brandon, are you going to throw shade on the Kentucky football season? <laughs> nah, I can't. I mean, you know what, man? I, I feel so. I feel so sorry for him that I, I can't even. I can't even. Oh, I can't even say anything bad, man. I mean, you know, they played. They played tough yesterday. Um. You know, that, that was it. And I, but you know what? I, I got to say, this story about bowling or whatever, this kid, you know, he got injured, the, the Louisville quarterback that came in. He got injured um, in preseason. Some say he would have been the starter. So for him to come in 
I mean, it was great off the bench, but he's a good quarterback, so I don't see where that's like a, you know, should be a total shock. And then plus, nobody game plans for the third-string quarterback. So, you know, and, and like you guys were talking about earlier, Devontae Parker, hell, they could have had three people on him. Nobody's been able to cover him all year since he's come back. Well, I mean, so, you know, he's, he's up there with Amari Cooper. It was still, to me, obvious that whether it was Bonifant or Bolin, who the quarterback was, the U.K. was going to choose what they thought was the, the bigger evil of the two to go ahead and stop Louisville's run game. And then, oh, yeah. and, then right. and take their chances on the passing game. And I don't know if that would have made it that much of a difference, whether that's Bonifant or Bolin. I think they still would have focused on the run game, which they did a pretty good job of, of delegating UofL's run game. I mean... UofL did not run the ball that yeah. well, so. Yeah, yeah, they took the chance. Like, they, they picked the poison, and they said they knew they couldn't stop both, and they stacked the box, and they got beat on the pass, and they got beat by four points. So, you know, they, they, they played the best that they could. You know, the UofL is just better. I, I mean, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, I, I, I got, yeah, I'll give the benefit of the doubt that, um, what do you call it? Stoops is he's probably going in the right direction. I know I've been giving you know giving Mike a hard time, but I think Stoops is going got the team going in the right direction. All right, Brandon, what do you think of the overall college football landscape? Does Ohio State have a, a legit chance at making this this Final Four playoff field? Nah, nah, I don't think with uh, AJ with uh, with that quarterback gone, I don't think so. Um, you know. They got. They might not even win the big. They might not even win the championship game. Uh, I think Wisconsin's going to beat them out. So I think that'd be like a foregone conclusion. And I do. I do disagree. That I think if Alabama would have lost last night, there's no way in the world. I think SEC would have gotten shut out of the uh, championship then because I don't think there's any way in the world you can put a two two lost team. In that championship, even if it is Alabama, I would have loved to have seen what they would have done just overall, and because of the conversation <laughs> that would have erupted out of that, just in general. I mean, uh, it just would have been amazing. And then it looked—I mean, it looked like Auburn. Auburn looked in control of that game for you know forty of the sixty minutes, and then uh, yeah. and then Alabama just turned it on. So yeah, I, mean, I think Malzahn got too cute. In the red zone, they couldn't execute in the red zone, man. Yeah, they got had to you know? for a lot of field goals. They definitely did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, but Alabama, you know, Alabama. So Sims came back, and and it's just like U of L. You know, Cooper to Alabama is uh, Parker to U of L. You know, very true. Those guys, you can't stop. And that's the direction of football as a whole. We got AJ Green, Des Bryant, Calvin Johnson. I would argue both of those guys, Cooper and our man Devontae Parker, are both in a similar mold of those guys. How do you think they'll? How do you think Devontae Parker will fare in the NFL? Uh, he'll be super. He'll be stud. He's a stud, man. He'll be a superstar. You know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how he talks. Can he, I mean, can he talk? I don't, I don't think I've actually talk, ever heard him in a press conference. I've actually spoke with him in person. He's a very soft-spoken guy. He, he can talk. He can he can talk. Very quiet guy, okay. though. You throw shade? I'm not th- certainly not. Oh, 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 no, I'm not throwing shade. He's a quiet guy, though. 
Well, he went to Dallas, so he should be pretty smart, right? <laughs> oh, that was some shit. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, no, Ballard's ba- supposed to be like smart guy. But I mean, you, you see these receivers, man. Most of these receivers don't talk like they rarely like Calvin Johnson, uh, AJ Green. Those commercials, man, they don't say a word. <laughs> so it's like you know. We appreciate you calling in this morning. We appreciate you allowing us to be on the air every Sunday from 10 until noon. Before we let you go, anything else for our listeners? Uh, nah, man, except for uh, I hope the Redskins lose today. Okay. <laughs> we'll have a lot of fun next week. Uh, I'm excited about next week. I'm going to have a lot of fun, man. Thank you very much for the call. Real good. Yep. Later. Thank you very much, Brandon. Have a great rest of your weekend. Good stuff there. Very active show today. We appreciate Brandon getting involved. Um, We always got NFL picks to make. We're going to have to head to a break here. On the other side, we're going to make our picks for the NFL week that is. Kelly Patrick has some serious ground to make up, and I am swinging for the fences today. Be sure to stay tuned to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz, brought in by Beyonce, and the name of the song is Bow Down. Actually, it's Flawless, something like that, but Bow Down is, you know, part of the song. And Ashley, why, why did we choose that song? We chose, well, I, you initially chose I initially song, chose it. But I would like to say that it was perfect, since last week, my picks, my NFL picks were 12-0. and 0. The Ashley Miller system. The Ashley Miller system. Are we ever going to know? Are we ever going to know what the Ashley Miller system is after the season? You are going to share. I'll share. All right. Or should we sell it? Maybe we should sell it. Maybe I should sell it to like people that you know bet in Vegas. My my girlfriends were like, "Why didn't you bet that in Vegas? We would have made a lot of money." I'm like we. <laughs> I have a mouse in your pocket. I'll tell you what. Before we get on to the the picks, though, let's let's. Yeah, let's about, touch on this basketball game today. Well, I want to. We do have the basketball game today, but we saw two dominant defensive performances from Kentucky and Louisville. Now, again, they were playing Montana State for Kentucky and Savannah State for Louisville. But I will argue Montana State scored seventy-eight points against UCLA, so it's not like they can't score against good competition. Sure. sure. And uh, Savannah State actually beat the Cleveland State team that Louisville struggled with a couple days later, uh, and then beat Winthrop, uh, who beat Clemson. So it's not like they were terrible. I mean, the bottom line, I, I mean, there's a lot of Division One basketball teams that probably shouldn't be Division One basketball teams, but these were still okay, okay opponents. But to hold teams to under 30 points and a half, like the way UK and UVL did, and to play defense, the way both of those schools do, very just very effectively, but also very differently, um, it was pretty amazing to watch those those performances. And now we're going to get into we're going to start seeing some tests for these teams. Kentucky's got Providence today. I'm so excited about the Louisville game Tuesday night. I think it's going to be that's going to be an awesome game. Louisville, Ohio State. Ohio State's not a great matchup for Louisville because they've got a pretty good post player with Amir uh, Amir Williams, and then uh, you know D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell coming home uh, to He's play. He's been playing very well. Hadn't been he? playing really well. Shane and Scott's been playing great 
uh, point guard wise for them. Uh, it's that Ch- game is going to be Shannon legit. Scott, whose sister Simone Scott, we've had on the weekend sports buzz. Really? Before. Yeah. Well, I know his brother Sean really well. He works for Under Armour. Really, and his dad yeah. played in the NBA. Yeah. So that's uh, interesting. So wow, what are connections everywhere. All kinds for that of Scott, Scott. All kinds of Scott. Um, um, connections there for sure but yeah it's gonna no be, no, no shade to be thrown toward the scott family no no None. absolutely <laughs> so uh it's that game that ohio state Louisville game it'll be will be real i mean it's gonna be just in that whole uh acc big 10 challenge I and mean, we're gonna have a duke wisconsin matchup that day that night too that's gonna be just phenomenal uh is, well maybe it's, that's not tuesday are they playing on wednesday uh, yeah, Duke Wisconsin are on Wednesday. Okay, but, but Louisville good. is going to win on Ohio State. Why? Because it's my birthday. Oh, is it? <laughs> You're a December birthday too. December second. Yeah, ah, I'm a December birthday as well. When's your birthday? The 18th. My wife. So you're a Sagittarius. Six. Yeah. Mm. So you're a Sagittarius. Yep. All right. I think we'd get along more. We get along. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. We also have Kansas-Michigan State today in basketball, which is going to be a great basketball game. Texas and UConn uh, battling out. There's, there, we're starting to see some pretty good non-conference basketball matches, matchups, and Kentucky's obviously getting ready to go into a stretch where they're going to be playing UCLA and North Carolina and a team down the road and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, it's gonna, it should be it start, start picking up. Guys, we got to make our picks for the NFL. All right. Are you ready? We've got twenty minutes, Kelly. I mean, don't I know, rush. but but if I don't, Me? if we don't get them early, I got to stop and save the program before the show ends, so that before the golf show comes on, I don't have to rush, and then I always screw it up when I do that. All so right, here we go. I have technical reasons we have to do it this time. Oh, all right, oh, we have oh. the. Uh, hey, don't throw shade. Don't throw shade. I'm throwing shade. Hey, come <laughs> on. All right. Uh, the Redskins go to play the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are an eight point home favorite. Colts. Colts. Everybody's going with Indy across the board. All right. Uh, the Bengals are on the road as a favorite, though. Four-point favorite going to Tampa Bay. Uh, Cincinnati, again, that division's getting closer and closer. Uh, Browns just keep winning. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I'll, don't all of those teams still have a all shot, All of right? them do. Yeah. yeah. God. I mean, I, so. I'll bring it up. Um, I'm, I'm taking the Bengals. 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 All right. The uh, Cleveland Browns that we were just talking about. Amazingly, is a is a road dog going to flooded Buffalo. Um, I, you know, is Buffalo flooded? I mean, we I, we heard that they were going to get flooding, and I know the snow's all gone, but we never heard how like how bad the flooding got. I never saw that. I don't know. I never actually saw anything. So they are actually playing in Buffalo, not in Detroit. So uh, I'm, you know, Cleveland's Cleveland needs a win. I'm I'm going with Cleveland. I'm I've got Cleveland down. I'm going with Buffalo. Because um, you need them to lose? No, Mike. It's because I feel they're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the you know, Kelly, I really like the way you said that, the intensity like in your voice. <laughs> the, the Bengals are 7-3, and three, and then the, the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Browns are all 7-4. and four. Yeah. How's that for a division race? It's amazing. So the Giants, the New York football Giants, two-point road favorite going to Jacksonville. I will take the New York football Giants. I'm taking the Giants. Giants. All right. And then Oakland, coming off their first win of the year over a good Kansas City team, uh, is going to uh, go to St. Louis, and St. Louis is a six-point favorite. I'm going with the NFC West. 
going with St. Louis. I'm going with St. Louis. Six-point favorite? I'll go with St. Louis. Here's the first kind of tough game for me to call, and even though Baltimore is a six-point home favorite, San Diego has you know, had a pretty decent season. Um, but I am going to take the Ravens. Baltimore and San Diego. Ravens. Ravens. All right, New Orleans. Big game also in that division, Cal. Um, New Orleans, all the teams there in that division, is they're all terrible, but they're all still in it too. Uh, but they go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh desperately needing a win to keep pace, and they are a three-point home favorite. But I'm feeling for some reason that the Saints are going to take this one. You know what? I'm going to change that. I want Pittsburgh. Mm, I it's, it's, going Pittsburgh. Where's it at? Pittsburgh. I'm going Pittsburgh. Tennessee at Houston. Houston is a seven-point home favorite. Got to go with the Houston on that one. Texans, yes. We're not. We're not different at all, Ashley. I, think I you know. know. I'm scared. All right. What's the I'm line? Scared. What's the line? And I'm going first. I just want to make sure that you know that's out there. That I'm not just picking what you're picking because oh. what, what's God. the what's the line on Houston that? is a seven-point home favorite. I'll go Houston. Carolina visits the Fighting Teddy Bridgewaters, and Teddy football. Is a two-point home favorite. God, Carolina. this one's really tough. Like, that is tough because virt- I mean, my system says they're virtually even. Yes. So wow. Um, so you're gonna go with your heart. I'm gonna go with my heart on this game, and I'm gonna pick the Vikings. All right, Kel. Vikings. <laughs> I just I've picked too many road teams. I guess that's what my problem is. So I'll stick with the Vikings. Um, Arizona, because I know I'm taking a road team here. Arizona is a one-point road. Arizona still not getting any respect. Is a one-point road favorite in Atlanta. I am taking the Cardinals, who I think could be the best team in football. I have the Cardinals down. Who are they playing? Atlanta. They're only a one-point favorite at Atlanta? Yeah. But Drew Stanton, I'm going to Atlanta. Uh-oh. All right. Yeah. You know that that team, and I mean, I think on – one Sunday, Atlanta could be anybody. They, the next yeah, they Sunday, can, yeah. they can lose it. And Arizona hasn't looked good since Carson Palmer went down. They win. So, uh, New England going to Green Bay and is a two-point road underdog. So, Green Bay is a favorite at home. Two points. Uh, New England at Green Bay. Green Bay. I have the Packers. All right. I'm going with the Pack. And then uh, Denver at Kansas City. What a game here. And can you, I mean, usually Denver's always a favorite, not in this game. Kansas City's a one-point home favorite. Wow. Gosh. This could be a great game. I'm taking Denver on this one, though. I'll go Denver. This is the Sunday night game, by the way. Ashley's Ashley's hesitating. I'm not hesitating. I just hadn't gotten to them yet. So <laughs> There's only two games left. There's I know. This one and the next one. I know. Definitely... Going with the Broncos. She's going with the Broncos. Okay. And then Miami is a seven-point favorite on the road going to play the New York Jets, Jets, Jets. I've been a big supporter of Miami all year long, Oh my! but I'm taking the Jets. You what? My computer died, so I don't know. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm going to have to pick this one on. This is where I make up. So this is who? Jets? The Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. And then Geno Smith is back as quarterback. Just dropping knowledge. And they still suck. They do suck. Geno Smith still sucks. The Dolphins sucks, too. The Dolphins don't suck. They're not that great, either. I'm going Dolphins. I'm going Dolphins. All right. I just... 
There's something about picking so many road games in this thing that really kind of bothers me. So, All right, we got our picks down. So now we can get back to what, talking about uh, college football or do sure. you want to talk about uh, NFL mock drafts that put Devontae Parker as the third top receiver taken?